It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked on Jazz for October 16th. A deep dive on Donovan Mitchell's year one and what he should strive for in year two. Daniel Coyle and the Culture Code, parts three and four. Quinn's catchphrases, what they mean. Joe Madden of the Cubs and how he does discipline. Plus... What did he think about the Jazz mentioning a bunch of different players as the guy who pick up the energy? It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, certainly a bunch of geeky numbers for you. You can get Locked on Jazz on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and you can tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked on Jazz. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in. We'll deep dive on Donovan Mitchell here in a second, then parts three and four of the Daniel Coyle, author of Culture Code. If you didn't hear yesterday, we had parts one and two. I thought it was really good. Um, the cell phone's a little broken up at times. Hopefully you can fight through that. I appreciate it very much. Thank you to him. And I thank you to everyone who added Daniel Coyle on Twitter and said thank you to him. He'll be a great guest in the future. It'd make a huge difference if you could do that. So send an at to Daniel Coyle on Twitter and thank him for coming on the program. You guys are the best with that. few news and notes for you. One, uh, I'm working really, really hard on trying to figure out all the different mechanisms to get you the jazz radio broadcast, whether it's streaming through 1280 The Zone and 97.5, whether it's through Alexa or your Google Home somehow. Um, so any feedback you have to me on what, how you do it, I believe if you're international, you can subscribe to the TuneIn 999 a month, and you can get it internationally. I believe if you're out of state, you can buy the Audio League Pass for 999 a month, or if you're outside 75 miles, or 995 for the year. Sorry. TuneIn's 999 for the whole year or month. It's 99 for the year. You get every NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, college game. League Pass is $9.99 for the entire season if you're outside 75 miles. And that should work on Alexa. We're working on that. Um, so let me know. We're trying to get it for you every which way. We will do the Utah Jazz Radio podcast after games. So if you're international, the vision is you go to sleep, you wake up, you try not to get your notifications, you flip on the podcast or the radio broadcast in full, and you get the full game experience afterwards. Uh, that's, that's the idea. At least that's what we're trying to do. All right. So that is our, um, that is our plan. Uh, and that's good for you. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. Devin Cash Equity Real Estate and Blue Chew. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in. All right, let's dig in on Donovan. So Donovan was unbelievable last year. And I think what the most important thing to realize when you try to dig in on Donovan is to realize that what he did as a rookie, almost every other person did as a f- that we're going to compare him to as a six-year, eight-year, nine-year, ten-year veteran. It's totally unprecedented. 
what the two things on Don, where Donovan can get better that change everything for him are an increase in his true shooting percentage, which weighs free throw shooting. Um, if he and then an inc- and the way you do that is an increase in a free throw rate and frankly his off the bounce three. It's just those two items. That's what's the most incredible thing when you deep dive on Donovan is I can give you all this data and I'm going to give you a bunch here, but there's two specific things that if he starts to do, it changes everything. And that's get to the free throw line and that's hit his off the bounce three. Using points gained, the offensive metric that we use on this show, um, there are four points gained guards that are just better than everybody else. Okay? So, in, in similar positions to Donovan. So, let's compare some of that. One is Steph Curry. Okay? Greatest shooter in the game. Plays the combo guard. He's, he's the best there is. There's, there, and, we'll, and I'll show you where he's just better than Donovan. Uh, and better than anyone else in the league. I just tweeted out a whole tweet stream of items for the league. And let's remember that he's just, there's no one. James Harden. So Steph Curry's a 4.7 points gained per game. Points gained, by the way, is if the average player in the league used the same possessions, how many more points would you score? Does, does Steph Curry score than the average player? His is 4.7. It's a point and a half better than anyone else in the league. Uh, it's, rem- it's, t- Double that of all but five players in the league. He's way better than everyone else. Steph Curry. James Harden was third in the league at 3.1. The next guard on the list uh, is Dame Lillard. Excuse me, is Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie Irving is at 2.1. So Steph's 4.7, Harden 3.1, Kyrie 2.1, and then points gained. And then Dame Lillard at 1.7. Those are... The best and the most comparable. The next list of guys don't really comp to Donovan. So it's J.J. Redick, it's Clay Thompson, it's Chris Paul, it's Kyle Korver, it's Joe Harris. It's pure shooters that don't really comp. Gary Harris might comp to him a little bit. And so those four are the ones that I'm going to look at with Donovan as we deep dive. Donovan last year, points gained was negative. Okay, just not an entirely efficient player yet as a rookie, nor should he be. He was negative .6, but his effective field goal percentage was over 50%, and like Michael Jordan's the last rookie to have done that. So let's make sure we understand how incredible his year was. If you look at the last 30 players since the 12-13 season to have a usage rate over 28, Donovan's free throw rate is the lowest. Kemba Walker in 16-17 is close. Kyrie Irving in 12-13. Victor Oladipo last year is close. But his free throw rate is the lowest. His three-point rate per 100 possessions is 10.5. He probably actually wanted up a little bit. Harden's at 12-13. Isaiah Thomas, 16-17 season, you're going to hear about a lot, is at 12.5. Curry's at 16. Lillard's at 11. Curry's at 15 last year. 16 the year before. So Curry's at 15-16, three-point shots per 100 possessions. Harden's at 13. Lillard is at 11. Donovan was at 10. So you can just up that a tiny bit. Nothing big. Kyrie Irving is right around 10.5 last year, exactly the same as Donovan. 
In fact, Kyrie Irving's year to Donovan last year is interesting. Usage rate 31, Donovan 29. It's a percentage of possessions he used on the floor. Kyrie's three-point rate was 10.5. Donovan's was 10.5. Free throw rate, Kyrie was .24. Donovan was .22. Only big difference, true shooting percentage, Kyrie 61%. Donovan 51. Kyrie's just a much better shooter. Some of that just happens when Donovan's not exhausted for the entire season like he was last year. Okay, so let's look at Curry, Harden, Curry, Harden, Kyrie, Lillard, and Isaiah Thomas's amazing 16-17 season. The big number, so Donovan's true shooting percentage and effective. I mean, these are, again, let me just make sure we're clear on this. These are the best four guards in the league, all coming off years in which they're in their 6th, 7th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th year in the league. Okay? Like, it's just, so percentage of two-point shots, Donovan took 48% of his possessions as twos. Curry was 32 Harden was 35. Lillard was 42. Irving was actually higher at 50. Isaiah Thomas, great year, 42. So a few less twos. Percentage of possessions is threes. Curry's the highest at 44. Harden's at 35. Lillard's at 34. Thomas is at 33 that year. Donovan was at 32. Kyrie's actually lower at 30. Okay? So up that a tiny bit. Percentage of... Uh, percentage of possessions is free throws. Harden went 15% of his possessions. Isaiah in his brilliant year went 14. Lillard goes 13. Curry goes 12. Kyrie went 9. Donovan went 8. Okay, up that a tiny bit. Turnovers are actually fine, and I don't care about turnovers. That's a personal thing. Just don't. Okay, so that's it. Just kind of comparing three-point attempts to field goal attempts and free throws to field goal attempts. Again, Donovan's close on the amount of threes you, you want him to take. You probably want him to take a few more. One or, you know, one or two mid-range shots becomes that. But while doing that, find a way to get the line. Harden's free throw to field goal attempt rate is 50%. Isaiah Thomas in his brilliant year was 44. Lillard's 38. Curry's 35. Donovan's 22. Kyrie Irving, interesting, is 24%. I was a little surprised by this. Kyrie can really shoot it, though. Percentage of shots that are smart shots is really what we're getting at. So either restricted area or three. Harden's at, or Isaiah Thomas's brilliant year was 78%. Harden's at 77%. Curry's at 76 Lillard's at 72 Davos at 66 Can you get that to 70 He took 26% of his shots at the rim. 40% of his shots is threes. Just up that a tiny, tiny bit. These are the subtle... Little things. His assist rate's a little lower than these other guys. I bet if he does that, it opens him up. His turnover rate was about the same. Um, it just doesn't go to the line as much. Let's look at catch-and-shoot shooting of Donovan Mitchell compared to these guys. It's pretty darn good. He's better than most of them. Curry's obviously the best at 44%, five attempts a game. That's the system. Isaiah, in his big year, was at 42%. Donovan's at 41 on catch-and-shoot threes. Irving's at 40 Harden's at 38 and Lillard's at 36. So Donovan's shooting on just pure catch and shoot is better. And here's where his world changes this year, if in fact it happens. Off the break, three attempts. Off the bounce, three attempts. Could be off the break too, but off the bounce, three attempts. Harden took eight a game last year. Lillard took five. 
Isaiah Thomas in his brilliant year took five. Curry took four. Donovan took four. And Kyrie Irving took four. So, again, that number can go up. But you got to make them. Listen to the shooting percentage difference and how much room Donovan has to grow here. And when he does, how exciting it gets. Curry off the bounce is 41%. Irving is 41%. Okay, they're the best in the game, shooters. Harden's 39%. Lillard's 37 Thomas was 36. Can, can Mitchell get from 36 to 41 somehow on off-the-bounce threes and the world explodes because last year he was 29%. If he can get to that number of those guys, he joins these guys. You want, your, you want his points gained to join this group? A few more free throws and get that off-the-bounce to 36%, and he is now a totally different player. His two-point shooting was actually pretty good. He was in the 67th percentile. His three-point shooting, according to Cleaning the Glass, was in the 36th percentile for his group. His long-range two was 41%. That's in the 70th percentile. His short range was in the 60th percentile. He didn't shoot him well. Mid-range, he was 39%. Short mid-range, he was 38 Long mid-range, he was 41 Those are not pretty numbers. They're just better than most of the league. His rim finishing is brilliant. Curry, 65%. Harden, 63 Irving, 62 Mitchell, 62 Dwayne Wade in his peak was 66% at the rim. DeRozan, 65 I don't think he can get much better than that. The mid-range shooting, Kyrie Irving is amazing. So is Steph Curry. But they're the two best shooters in the game by far. What's an interesting number that is kept by cleaning the glass that's relevant to Donovan, percentage of shot attempts when you're fouled. Harden's at 17%, highest in the league. Lillard's at 12%. Isaiah Thomas in his peak year was at 15%. Dwayne Wade at his peak was at 20%. So that's crazy. Harden's at That's crazy. But Lillard's at 12%. Curry's at 10%. Kyrie Irving's low at 9%. Donovan's at 8%. So that's an area where I think Donovan can improve. Donovan's brilliant on finishing off contact. He's the best of the group of and wanting. So the bottom line here is here's this guy with this incredible, incredible year. And if he just goes to the line a little bit more, gets his free throw rate into the .3 range instead of 2.21, you know, Go to the line, maybe the rate Dame does at 38% or 35% for Curry. Those are both high, but can he head that direction? And can he just hit that one off the bounce three? He does that. And the same guy who averaged 22 points a game at the end of last year averages 25 this year, and it's amazing. So there's your Donovan Mitchell deep dive analysis. Hope that was interesting to you. Daniel Coyle, the author of Culture Code, joins us. We're going to start it coming up here with the answer to his last question and then talk about the value of all of Quinn's catchphrases, how Joe Madden, the manager of the Cubs, deals with punishment. And then in the final segment, if you remember that, I kept asking all the players the same question about who's the guy that brings energy to the group, and they all answered different players. We'll hear Daniel Coyle's reaction to that. That's what's coming up on today's program. It's all brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai at 46. 46 South State Street. It's the SUV time of year. There's snow on the ground if I look to my outside. And the lineup of SUVs at Murdoch Hyundai are fabulous. Started off with the Santa Fe. It's peaked out on all the safety ratings across the board. Uh, done fabulously in that. 
you get so many bells and whistles. We did the research. We bought a Santa Fe because we thought that that was the best thing we could get for all the safety features, plus a third row seat for our 16-year-old son and mom to still drive um, as as well. We we thought we were getting him a jalopy, and then when it was time to he turned 16, we needed the safety stuff. The Tucson is Great deals off the Tucson right now. It's the midsize. And then the Kona is the smaller, zippy SUV that I really enjoyed when I had it. Hopefully, I'll get that one again soon. So that's the lineup of SUVs at Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street. Up on by, get the Murdoch guarantee as well. And that Murdoch guarantee, of course, is car washes for life, safety inspection for life, five-day price match guarantee, and return policy. It's all at Murdoch Hyundai at 4646, plus the Hyundai Assurance 100,000-mile warranty, also located in Linden and Logan. Today's program is also brought to you by Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate. Devin was probably our first sponsor on the program. He's been with us this whole time. He's kind of unofficially become the realtor of Locked on Jazz, which we uh, are honored to have him. I love what the story I love about Devin is when I first met him, I was like, okay, well, how are we going to do this? He goes, you know, I just really approach this as two things I pride myself on. One is I approach it as a heart of a teacher. And two, I want my clients to know they're going to deal with me. Um, You know what? It's been so cool because – Ryan and Natalie Gubler bought a house with him, and they said we worked on Devin as a realtor with our first home. He was always extremely responsive with Texas back super quickly, even outside normal business hours. He went above and beyond when it came to walking us through the home buying process. He was an amazing resource, such a generally good guy. All Zach Campbell told us about how basically he thought Devin's relationship with everybody involved got them through a crazy market where there were multiple offers. I love it when it backs up what he said. 801-759-1495. He'll do a market analysis for you right now so you can look at where you are. If you're a first-time home buyer, he says, let me show you what you can do. So many people have a misrepresentation of what it actually takes to get into a house. 801-759-1495. That's 801-759-1495. All right. Daniel Coyle, part three. We're going to open it up with his answer to the last question from yesterday just because then my question uh, plays into that, and we'll talk about Quinn Snyder's catchphrases, Joe Madden's uh, thing, and then in part f- we'll do uh, his reaction to how the Jazz players all answered some of these questions. That's all coming up as we continue now with Daniel Coyle, the author of Culture Code, and if you could send Daniel an at Daniel Coyle, thank you. It would be greatly appreciated. Exactly, which is why these vulnerability and safety things go in a loop, right? They reinforce each other, which is – like, the safer you feel, the more vulnerable you can be, which makes you feel, like, a little safer. So when you get that spiral going the right way, you have this continual loop that's building connection, building connection. The thing is, though, it can be fractured. You know, it's got fractured with Kawhi Leonard. He couldn't have been more connected when I visited out there with, with that team. But something happened along the way to disrupt that. And, you know, because these, these crazy brains that we've got are always keenly looking out. You can never create safety and say, okay, we're safe now, we're locked in, boom, we're done. It's not. It's like a candle. You have to keep relighting it. Like, it runs out, and our brains are always looking for, man, am I really safe here? Is this, are these, real, these people really have my best interests in mind? Um, which is why things like, like food and sharing time together are so, such important signals, um, especially in an environment where, you know, you know what? It's, it's a business. There's, basketball's a business. You cannot... You know, contracts have length, and and there's there's elements to it that, that are built in that drive people apart. 
there's even elements in the game that drive people apart. There's a crazy stat that I came upon in the research for the book where somebody did a deep dive on playoff basketball, looking at how scorers, of play, scorers on playoff teams are rewarded with bigger contracts, and they drilled into the data, and what they discovered was if you if you pass someone the ball and they make a shot in the playoffs, it's like giving them 20000 bucks because – if you're a scorer in the playoffs, you make more money. And if you just have the assist, it doesn't get rewarded in contracts. And so you're actually, to create connection in that kind of environment where I know, like, hey, if I, if I pass you the ball, I have a disincentive to pass you the ball. I have an incentive to be a ball hog and shoot. Like, you're, you're actually trying to swim upstream against this current of signals that is driving you apart. Um, so it really takes some special people and special energy and special intent and awareness to create and send the kind of signals that build, build great culture in that environment. You know, gosh, so many things to build off inside of there. Um, just on your own, just to share with you, like I am on this mission that defense counts as much as offense in the NBA. Yep. Um, and it's really interesting The I don't, you know, uh, analogy is we have a player, Royce O'Neal, you may have never heard of, who is an undrafted player who kind of just worked his way through Europe for two years, who's probably as good a defender as there is in the game. He's an average offensive player, maybe below average. You know, he gets the minimum. Lou Williams for the Clippers is probably as bad a defensive player as the league has. Great score. He gets $9 million. Yeah. And I think their values right. are the exact same. Now, I'm on an island on this one a little bit in the basketball kind of thought process. But, you know, I, I think – and actually I would almost – have come to the point just to share with you that I actually might believe defense is more important because the base level offensive player, bottom level offensive player in the NBA is so much better than the bottom level defensive player, right? To, to make the yeah. league, you've got to be right. at least right. some, you right. If you don't even, if you can't shoot or dribble, we don't even look at you. Right. And so anyway, um, a clear purpose. So I knew I was talking to you, and I was paying attention yesterday. So I, I thought I'd share this, and I want to know the value of this. So Quinn Snyder, our head coach yesterday, is wearing a T4 shirt. It's a shirt he made, had custom made for him and all of his coaches. And on the back of him, it's T4, and there's four different shirts, and there's four different phrasing, you know, quotes on the back of him, important to the franchise that he's building. And they've had them for four years, and they've, the coaches are the only ones who have them, and they wear them. He goes into his TV interview, and in his interview, he's talking about what he wants to see out of the team defensively. He says, we need the Ds. Discipline, disruption, and dictate. Discipline, disruption, and dictate. He goes to his media interview, and he talks about, we need our absolutes. We have certain things that are absolutes. If you're going to play for us, you have to do these. These are the absolutes, and he lists three things. How valuable, when you talk about clear purpose and earlier talked about a language, are those type of things? I love it. It is, it is totally valuable. I mean, it's funny. You know, when I set out to do this book, um, I kind of thought, well, these groups are so extraordinary that I'm visiting, places like the Seals and Pixar, that their purpose will kind of be their heartbeat. Like, they're not going to talk about it a lot. They don't need to. Why do the Seals have to talk about purpose? Like, everybody knows what they do. Um, why would Pixar talk about purpose? And I could not have been more wrong. Like, they talk about their purpose all the time, just like Coach Snyder does. I mean, when you're with the Seals, they talk about how they're the quiet professional, which is kind of crazy. They talk about how they're quiet. But they, um, you know, and Pixar has their own version of that. And, and the reason they do that is because 
purpose isn't about what's in your heart. It's about what's in your windshield. Like when you fill the windshield with these kinds of like, they're corny, right? They're kind of corny mantras, corny catchphrases. Um, but that's, it's a key part of being a great culture. You know, if I had a nickel for every time I heard pound the rock when I was in San Antonio, right? That's their mantra, pound the rock. When you walk into their, their practice room, their headquarters, you see a rock and a hammer. Like there actually is a boulder and a sledgehammer sitting right there. Well, Coach Pop has a, has a wine that he'll label that he does. What's it called? It's called Rock and Hammer. He says pound the rock all the time. That kind of intensive, purposeful, um, fill the windshield repetition works because it, you know, our brains are distractible. It frames the intent. It, it, it works like emotional GPS. It like tells you what you should do um, and what matters and what doesn't matter. And so coming up with those mantras and having those corny things, you actually know you're in a great culture when you walk in and you feel that stuff. You know, that's actually a sign that, that things are going the right direction. There's a ton of clarity and you don't have to ask people about it. And everybody knows what the mantras are. Um, it's, it's, it's incredibly powerful. If you go back in time, you look at other, other good teams um, and, and they all have their, their same version of that. So I think it's, a, it's an incredibly good sign that they're so organized and intentional about that. Um, and the corniness that you sort of feel that's not a bug. That's a feature. Interesting. Daniel Coyle's with us, the author of Culture Code, Talent Code as well. Another great one. I could do a whole interview on that. We actually did some Talent Code stuff with the guys a few years ago, if you recall. All right, I want to uh, I want to get two stories out about the from the book that I thought were great. They one is sports specific and one sports relates, and then I want to share with you some uh, of the interview comments from our jazz players and get your thoughts on that as we continue here with Daniel Coyle. So I want to go to the Joe Madden. Uh, can you tell the Joe Madden story about when someone's being disciplined, how he goes about it? Yeah. I mean, moments of discipline are tough in cultures, right? It's a time, at the time when things can fracture and relationships can fracture and you can get a lot of hard feelings. The Joe Madden who likes to drink wine, just like coach pop, that is not coincidental. Um, has a method, and when somebody breaks a team rule, he has got in his jar, in his office, a jar, and in the jars are pieces of paper, and on the pieces of paper are written the labels of really expensive wines. And the person who made the offense, the, who broke the rule, comes in, picks a slip of paper out of the jar, and now has to go buy that wine, bring it to Joe, to coach, and they drink it together. So it's like, it's brilliant, because it really, it, it, it clearly, you know, you made an offense, you're going to need to pay a little money to get this, but the act of reconnection is built into the discipline. It's not just punishment. And that's something that I saw in a lot of these places. They gave, it's, the phrase I would use is warm candor. Like, they tell the truth. Like, you screwed up. What I saw it is not genuine. You broke the rules. But they do it in a warm, connective way that sends two signals. Like, you screwed up, and you're still connected here. And I, I, that was a good way to, a good way to do that. I thought the Danny Meyer, who is a restauranteer, owner of Shake Shack, some other great restaurants, Union Square Cafe in, in New York, he's, Shake Shack is not. Shake Shack is his most well-known and probably his least recognized in the realm of foodies, like me. Um, yep. The, uh, I just ate at French Laundry, by the way. That was an incredible culture experience. I don't know if you've done that. Um, but that is an amazing culture experience from the minute you walk in, they've got that thing. It's amazing. Um, but I loved, and I thought had great sports relation of when you guys are talking and he stops the conversation. Yeah. So cool. So, I mean, there's something 
about restaurants that you're picking up on here where they are like sports teams, man. They've got they've got a crew that's a role that has to interact. They're playing pick up basketball basically, right? And at this moment we were eating breakfast at this Danny Meyer restaurant called Mayalito, uh, which is a New York real great restaurant like all of it. It's like the Pixar restaurants. And all of a sudden there's this huge crash and, and somebody drops a tray of glasses and Danny Meyer stops the conversation and starts staring over at the accident. And I asked him, well, what are you looking at? What are you, what are you looking for? And he said, I'm looking to see two things are going to happen. One of two things is going to happen right now. Either this team is going to come together with energy and fix this problem and sweep it up, and, and the energy level in this room will go up. Or there's going to be a hint of anger and resentment, and the energy level in the room will drop. If the second thing happens, I know this, this culture has problems. If the first thing happens, I know it's a strong culture, um, which was genius. Like, any culture can come along when things are good. Any culture can thrive when things are easy when you're winning. But it's in those moments of problem. How do you respond when things go wrong? And that's what defines a culture. And, and fortunately, in that moment, you know, they all helped out. The energy level room went up. And it was a, it was a, we knew it was a good culture. But it was an awesome witness test because, you know, we're not defined by how we, how we respond as a group when, when things are good. We're, we're defined when, when things go really, really bad. It's, I, I read that. I read a guy passing an open shooter for a three um, who misses. I met. Mm-hmm. Do you run back to help your teammate after a turnover? Right? Yeah. I mean, that seemed to me like that was the exact same thing in basketball. It's, it is the exact same thing. And the funny thing, though, in basketball, you've got a scoreboard, like in so many of our sports, right? And what does that keep track of? It keeps track of the points. And maybe a few other things. But basically, but that is a terrible measure of the culture. Like, and good coaches have got their own kind of scoreboard that they use where they point out hustle plays, or they point out good misses, or they point out good passes, or they point out selflessness, or they point out hustle, whatever it is. Um, to find ways to you know build your own scoreboard of stuff that really matters, stuff that will drive. You know, at that morning, um, you know, Danny Meyer had a scorecard. It was like responding to spill responding to, to dropping glasses like scored and if he had been running that team he would celebrated that moment like they had just won the Super Bowl again thanks so much for sticking with Daniel's cell phone got a little uh, sketchy there for a second the, this next advertisement I'm about to do if you have a child in the car you might decide is not a totally appropriate for you and it might get really awkward so there's your warning uh I want to talk to you about uh, Blue Chew because, well, I want to talk, like, we're talking about sex, and so some people don't like that. I always wonder if I came out on this ad for BlueChew.com and did, like, oh, my gosh, it changed everything. It's amazing. It would be like, whoa, David, way too much information. I do not want that from you right now. Please. But it would be, like, hysterical. I always sometimes think I could do this, like, uh, as a uh, almost a Saturday Night Live skit. But anyway, Blue Chew, that's blue, like the color blue, uh, brings you the first chewable. Uh, with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Uh, since they're chewable, they work up twice as fast as a pill, and so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Okay, funny little pun. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door. It's a discreet package, so no indoor, in-person doctor visits, uh, no waiting in the pharmacy. Best of all, no more awkwardness. 
No more meat. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. It changed. No, don't worry. Uh, they made it in the U.S. and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free with the special promo code locked on. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code locked on. Try it for free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster choice. Faster. Interesting use of words. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash lockdown, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash lockdown, theragun.com slash lockdown. And now back to Daniel Coyle and how he feels about the fact that the jazz players, when asked about who is the energy guy, all gave different answers. Uh, in the interview I did with our players, I asked all of them the same question. I gave the story about the four people in a group, and the researcher inserts one person who doesn't actually interject in the group, but he has a bad energy, and the productivity drops. And then they interject another person who, again, doesn't really give any suggestions, but has this great positive energy, and the productivity increases. And so I asked every single one of our players this, and I want your thoughts on – there were two takeaways – um, and I want your thoughts on I'll, I'll give you the first one is uh, mm-hmm. they chose which player was the positive player that impacted the group. That was the question. So which if you have this group before, who's the guy that interjects the positive energy? Nine different cool. players got mentioned. 
No way. That's awesome. I thought it was really interesting. Like, Raul Neto, our point guard, took Rudy Gobert because of his confidence. Jay Crowder took Derek Favors because of the sacrifice that he makes of not playing the position he wants. Joe Ingles took Alec Burks because of his injury rehab that he watched over the years. Bunch of people took Joe Ingles because he's just flat out funny, right, and makes them laugh. I thought it was amazing that there were that. And what does it say then about the culture that that many different people got mentioned? Yeah, it sounds like the leadership and the energy is really distributed nicely in that group. And that as a result, you know, I would think you're kind of ready to handle a lot of different um, challenges, you know, that, um, that, that you'll be a, you know, it, it, you know, sort of signals a certain resilience um, that you can have when you have that many different types of leaders distributed in that group. Um, and I think there's also a challenge in there, too, in that, um, you know, leadership ultimately, you know, and again, I would, I would kind of defer to that book, the captain class, but I think, I think there are times where you, you really do need, um, you know, a Bill Russell, a certain, certain kind of leader, um, who, who can help, you know, kind of set the tone. But I'd say that's a pretty good problem to have that you have all these great leaders to choose from. Uh, the other was that two of our bench players, Howell Neto and Epe Udo, who both are good, solid players, but don't get to play much for us, took themselves. <laughs> it sounds like they're they're pretty in tune with what their role is. Like their role is to add to add positive energy to the to the scene. That's interesting. That's nice. The interesting thing you can't pick yourself, but who would you pick? Maybe right. you get different patterns. I kind of love that they picked themselves. I thought that was a great tribute to the coaching staff that they got these guys believing that they're contributing by not when they're not playing. Pretty cool. Wow, really cool. All right, here's my final thing for you. So those were all positive yep. about culture and how they're all built. Yep. There's a uniqueness to sports. It is far more difficult to hold a sports culture, as is turning out in the case of your eight, right? The Spurs have probably lose, may not have lost the culture, but yep. they've lost the success. Um, yep. Because of very money. Only one – Pixar can have five people get promoted. Only one person gets the shot. I think the yep. biggest one in sports is the five months that everyone goes somewhere else. Could you imagine if Pixar, like, stopped working for five months and or the Navy SEALs stopped working and everyone goes and interacts with five different people for five months who tells them how great they are, and then they all come back together? So when you look at yep. a sports culture, what even if something's rolling like we're using as the Jazz with their great culture – what do you see as the biggest challenges that is unique to sports to actually have that culture roll one year to the other? Yeah, no, I think you put your finger on a bunch of them, um, you know, on that separation on, I think the social media is a big barrier. It creates bubbles. Um, and when things go well, it can be positive, but when things go bad, how do you respond? I think that's, I think that's, that's a huge challenge. Um, but what's also fascinating is that along with those two challenges, there are kind of also opportunities. You know, I've seen it with the Indians where we've gradually built up, um, you know, more of an orientation program when people join the, join the group and then more of an off-ramp into the off-season. And with periodic connection, you can use some of this new technology to kind of maintain and, and strengthen connections. When people are sending videos of their workouts in the off-season to somebody, that's incredibly powerful. That's really cool. That never used to happen, right? Um, when you can when you can stay connected loosely but also tightly when it comes to trying your performance plan, um, 
that can really that can really help build that connection. And and so you know those two things are kind of related. Like this, this transport technology can drive us apart, and our time apart can drive us apart. But if we have a lot of intent and a lot of good leadership, we can also flip it and use those same tools to plan better, to train better, and to share better. And and those things can drive when you show up to play again, um, you're more connected than ever. Daniel, thank you so much for the time. I could do a bunch of stuff on Talent Code too. I loved that, so thank you very much for for that. The Brazilian soccer story of the kids playing in the alleyway instead of a field is one of my all-time favorites. Um, it's what I tell the kids. My kids are both ski racers, so every time they come home and complain it was too icy, I um, I, I tell I tell them that story. I that you're actually just oh, building awesome. up your talent code right now, so your your Milan is is getting increased. So thank you so that's awesome. Thank you so much for the time. Um, I hope we connect again. Uh, really appreciate your work. It's been great, and uh, thank you very much for giving us something to talk to our players about. Thank you. This was a total delight. Thanks for having me on, David. Well, the Culture Code series is in the books and finished. And tomorrow we'll talk about opening day of the NBA season. Hope you enjoy the two good games tonight. And Jazz and the Sacramento Kings coming your way tomorrow. We'll come bring you Locked on Jazz live from Sacramento. We'll try to go live. We'll try to have Ron Boone on. We'll try to do a lot of things. Who knows what it'll really be, but probably early morning live show would be my guest out of Sacramento tomorrow, probably somewhere around Oh, yeah, something something early morning. So keep an eye for it. Look forward to having you aboard. It is Locked On Jazz. Locked On NBA continues. We've got some big announcements coming on Locked On NBA's two special guests. They'll be joining us weekly. They're the biggest names in the NBA. will be joining Locked On NBA. Uh, I'll tell you more about that upcoming. Thanks for tuning in. This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.